0: Well, happy first birthday, church, for all. Yeah. Come on. Uh, let's just give it up one more time for one year. One year of God's faithfulness, his goodness, his grace, his favor. Come on. It has been a remarkable year, uh, and he is an incredible God. He's done some cool things.
1: That's right. I'm giving you 60 seconds today.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We've but learned I want to get best. a word in,
1: I got to... <laughs> I got to try, but we are so excited to be celebrating with each and every one of you today. Um, Looking back when we were driving, we were talking about it this morning when we were driving here last year, one year ago, we were having this conversation. It was Easter Sunday. Um, Can you believe we're starting a church today? I mean, you don't, you don't say that often in your lifetime and it was such a surreal conversation and we are just so excited that each and every one of you are here to celebrate with us. I
0: remember that car right? Uh, I also uh, remember when we told people we were going to launch a church during a pandemic, uh, they looked at us like we were crazy because nobody was launching churches uh, during the pandemic. In fact, I had a couple friends who had planned a church launch, a church plant, and they put their church plant on hold until uh, something subsided a little bit with the pandemic. Uh, but we sensed God say go, and so we went. And uh, I look for a book on how you launch a church during a pandemic. Uh, they don't have one. <laughs> right one. <laughs> All right. Rick Warren wrote uh, Purpose Driven Life, but no pastor wrote pandemic-ridden church or whatever. You know? I mean, that, no one has that book. Uh, but we just sense God say, go. And so we went. But if I could just be perfectly honest, um, I- I'm glad uh, we launched a church in the time we did. Because... I think sometimes at our darkest moment is when Jesus' light shines the brightest. Uh, I think when we are at our worst, God is at his best. And if there was ever a time people needed hope, if there was ever a time people needed uh, peace, if there was ever a time people needed Jesus, and if there was ever a time people needed a church for all, it was now. And so we launched this church uh, and it's just been uh, a remarkable ride, and God's done just some cool, cool things in the midst of it.
1: That's right. And at this time, we want to um, take a moment and thank yeah, those people thank that everyone. are so important. Just we got to, got to thank Mom and Dad. Thanks, Mom. We wouldn't be here without you, our Thanks, our moms and dads out there. So, um, but um, we want to thank our camp team, uh, Black Diamond Camps. Yeah. Um, Ryan, Stacy, Allison. I talked to them this one of them this morning, and I was like. Can you believe we we launched a church here? And she's like, I know. I didn't. I mean, her thought it was just funny to talk today and see we were all on the same page. Like, what's this going to look like? And they have been an incredible blessing to CFA, and we wouldn't be here without um, Black Diamond Camps. Uh, but our volunteers, you, our families, you are what makes CFA a home today.
0: Absolutely, from. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I thought I was going to cry first.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm an ugly crier. Um, uh, No, from from the bottom of our hearts, we want to say thank you. Uh, Thank you for being on this faith journey with us. Uh, Thank you for calling CFA home. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for serving. Thank you for giving. Thank you for loving uh, thank you uh, for serving Pastor Gio and, and Amy in kids ministry. Uh, they yeah. couldn't do it without you. Thank you. Uh, thank you uh, for serving with Pastor DJ and Rachel in youth. Thank you for serving with Pastor Stu in worship. Yeah. Thank you for serving with Joe in production and Alberto online. Uh, thank you for serving with Pastors Charlie and Alicia on home team. The list goes on and on. Uh, thank you. Uh, for leading community groups. Thank you for being you. Thank you for your encouraging words. Thank you for your encouraging texts. Uh, We love this community. In fact, I've been a pastor for 23 years, and I can say without question, the community here at CFA is the best community I have ever experienced in my entire life, and you help make this community what it is. And from the bottom of my heart, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, God has just done some amazing things, but I sense it's just the tip of the iceberg.
1: Yeah,
0: come on. Uh, I sense uh, we have some great miracles, uh, some great moments, some good things ahead. And uh, as we like to say, the best is yet to come.
1: That's right. Well, we are, um, we've are. we got a message on our heart today. We're going to be sharing in just a moment out of Matthew 14. Um, and if you grew up in the church, you know the story of Peter walking on the water and our message today is faith for the journey. And this last year, um, we've had to have faith for the journey. Absolutely. It's been real. And um, we're excited to share what God's put in our heart and um, just inspire and allow God to do what he wants to do today.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we want to share out of Matthew 14, as Kim said. and We want to share four principles out of that text that I think are applicable for you and I uh, as we're on our faith journeys. Each one of us is on one. But before we do this, I just sense this in my heart. Uh, I just think God is calling us to dream again. I just really believe that God is calling us to have faith for the impossible again. Uh, He's calling us to dream. I think if many of us could be perfectly honest, we'd have to admit that maybe over the course of the last couple years, we've kind of been in survival mode. You know, I think a lot of us would probably have to say that's true. I mean, every day we've woken up to a new world. We've woken up to new restrictions, uh, new mandates, new policies, new this. and, And I'm sure all of us can say there's been a level of exhaustion Uh, we've had in the midst of that. But I just believe God is calling you and I, he's calling us as a church to dream again. He's calling us to have faith for the impossible again. Uh, He's calling us to have a vision for our lives again. And every single person in here, no matter age, no matter where you come from, we all have visionary potential. Every one of us. Uh, You know, I think there's this kind of idea that uh, circles around the church and circles around our culture today that some people are visionaries, other people are not. How many have heard that? Some are visionaries, some are not. But I I, I vehemently disagree with that. I think every single person in here has visionary potential. In fact, I think I can prove it biblically. Uh, uh, We serve, I, I don't know if you know this, but the Bible says we are created in the image of God. Do you know that? That's what scripture says. We are created in the image of God. And God is the ultimate visionary. Yeah. Right. Our God turned uh, uh, something, uh, nothing, into something. Yeah. He took nothing and he turned it into something. Everything we see that's beautiful, everything we see that's majestic—the sun, the moon, the stars, the skies, the planets, the solar systems, the ocean, the mountains, Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. God created Hawaii, and he said, it is good, <laughs> all right? That, that, yeah, it's beautiful, my favorite place. But, uh, but, but listen, we have this God who, who, who took nothing, and he turned it into something. And if we are created in the image of God, and he is the ultimate visionary, this means all of us have some kind of visionary potential. Every single one of us has the ability to see something. Now, I want to do this quick exercise, and we'll jump into Matthew 14. I want to do this real quick. I want everyone to close your eyes for a minute. Close your eyes. And then get out your wallet, put it in your hand. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> if anyone ever says, grab your wallet, shut your eyes, don't, don't ever do it. That's a trick. Watch your money go up in smoke. So, but here, no, seriously, close your eyes, and I just want to say a few words, and in a moment, I want you to tell me what, what you see. So I'm just going to say a few words. The first word is dog. Second word, big dog. Running dog. Okay, now look up at me. How many of you, when I said the word dog, you saw the picture of a dog? How many of you, when I said big dog, saw a picture of the same dog? How many saw a picture of a different dog? How many saw a picture of Snoop Dogg? That's kind of cool. Kind of weird, too, but that's cool. Right? But, or how about Nate Dogg? Warren G. hasn't seen him since the 90s. All right, okay. That was my one 90s rap reference. All right, you're welcome. But listen, I want you to catch this, catch this, catch this, catch this. Uh, When I said something, you saw something. When I said something, you saw something. And if you're having trouble with vision in your life, if you're having trouble figuring out the next step, what God is saying to you, go back to what God said. Get in the word of God. See what God's word says. Go back to prayer. See what God is saying to you. Why? Because when God says something, we will see something. Because vision, simply put, is just a picture. It's just seeing a picture of what God said.
1: That's so good. You know, when you said dog, I thought of our sweet Leo, and then you Sweet. said big dog. I thought of... Bad dog. Bad dog. And then when you said running dog, I actually saw you running. Yeah. Chasing our dog.
0: Saying things I probably can't say in church. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Happens He's daily. He's a bad dog. Daily. <laughs> but That's in Proverbs true. 29 and 18, it says without vision the people perish, and our hope today is that no matter where you're at in your faith journey is that you will either discover or rediscover what God's put in your heart, and um, just like you said, um, vision is having God say something to you, whether it's through prayer, a spoken word, or just the Bible, and we believe today that this message is going to rekindle what God's already started in your life today.
0: Absolutely. Matthew 14, we'll jump into this because we have tacos to eat those tacos aren't going to eat themselves, right? We got to eat them. So Matthew 14, we want to share with you four faith principles out of this text that I believe are applicable for you and I as we're on our faith journey. Now, as Kim said, this is a story of Peter walking on the water. To our knowledge, there are two people who ever walked on water. That's Jesus and that's Peter. Peter. How many of you have ever met somebody they think they walk on water, right? We've all met somebody like that. But there are actually only two people that we know of in history that actually walked on water, Peter and Jesus. And so we want to share this story. You want to read Matthew 14? Yes, all right. um,
1: verse 25. Cool. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost. It's
0: a ghost. Listen, it's, it's interesting. We read that. Why they say it's a ghost? Well, during the first century Jewish culture, uh, there was actually a belief, a beliefism, that if you died at sea, if you were shipwrecked, you came back a ghost and haunted that sea. That actually was a cultural beliefism. So, so when they say it's a ghost, they, they certainly don't think it's a man. They've never seen somebody walk on water. So they're like, Grandpa was right in what he said all along. It's a ghost. This, thing, this, this thing's real, what Grandpa said. Keep keep going. Verse
1: 27, it says, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Don't
0: be afraid. Listen, uh, powerful words. In fact, that phrase, don't be afraid, is the most repeated phrase throughout all of the Bible. That phrase, do not be afraid, is the most repeated phrase throughout all of Scripture. Uh, it is actually repeated 365 times. Scripture. I like to believe one time for every day of the year that fear tries to rob us of where faith is trying to take us. Do not be afraid. You can keep reading.
1: Verse 27, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Such
0: a good text. Four faith principles that are applicable to you and I out of this text. The first faith principle I want us to catch, faith believes even when the promise seems a long way off. Faith believes even when the promise seems a long way off. Uh, Here's Peter. He sees somebody walking on the water. He's not sure who it is. And we know that because Peter says to Jesus, Jesus, if it is you, if it is you, command me to come out onto the water. Jesus says, it is I, come. But I want us to notice something. Uh, Peter has faith even when Jesus is far enough away that he can't see him. And just the same, I believe if we're going to be people of faith, uh, we need to have faith even when the promise of God, even when the thing we're praying for, even when the thing we're believing for uh, seems far away and it seems distant for us.
1: so good. You know, um, thinking back about CFA, um, I'm going to take you back a whole decade to 202012. We actually um, set out to launch a church in 2012. And Pastor Bill actually sent us an email that Matt sent in February of 2012 to a launch team. Yeah. And um, we had a launch party, Super Bowl Sunday. Um, God put a promise in our heart, and we thought it was for then. We woke up Monday morning. We were kind of sitting like this, drinking our coffee.
0: Except not with, like, uh, lots of people in our living room. (laughs) It was a little different.
1: You know, and I think we both were looking at each other and didn't want to admit what God was speaking to our heart. Um, And it it was not now. Not now. And we looked at each other, and we were like, we're not supposed to start a church now. And um, sometimes when you hear not now, we hear never. Um, and God's promises, even though they were afar far off 10 years later, God was still doing something. And in Proverbs 16, 9, it says that a man plans his way, but God establishes his steps. And CFA started 10 years ago. It was in our heart and God knew. Um, and it, it tested our faith over these, these years. In Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. And in 2012, um, we knew there was a promise there. Um, and didn't understand how or when or why, but we kept going, and 10 years later, here we are, CFA. Yeah.
0: God was preparing us. That's right. Took a long time.
1: It did. <laughs> maybe maybe we weren't ready. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: God knows what he's doing.
0: Yes, he does. Uh, when, I was, when I was just a, a little Matthew, when I was like, I don't know, seven, eight years old, I was a Cub Scout. Any of you ever do Cub Scouts? I wasn't a good Cub Scout. Uh, they fired me. What? Um, I, don't,
1: I, uh, I don't believe that. Yeah, you're I, so you're so handy. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I never made it to Boy Scouts. They, they said you're out. Matt but,
1: gets a how do you do list, and then all of a sudden I see um, little Papa yeah, at the my house. Dad. I'm like, thanks,
0: Dad, for all. Yeah, he helps I've me actually around.
1: just now texted him. Sorry, my Dad, um, little Papa, but yeah. um, I'll just text him. He'll be like, can you come help with this?
0: Yeah. So, but <laughs> 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 it's true. Love you, Dad. But when I was in Cub Scouts, one of the things they taught us was archery. Now, we weren't real good at it. I wasn't. Uh, but they taught us. And if you know anything about archery, you have a target, you have a bow, you have an arrow. But what I find fascinating is when you take the arrow and you pull it against the string, the moment the arrow is actually furthest away from the target is the moment before the arrow is about to be released. The moment the arrow has the most tension on it is actually the second before it's about to be released. Why do I share that? Because maybe you've come in today and you feel further away from what you sense uh, God's put in your heart. You feel further away from your promise. You feel further away from the thing you're praying for, further away from the thing you're passionate about. But maybe like that arrow, uh, you're being pulled back, but you're just a moment away from God propelling you, from God giving you the breakthrough you're looking for. Maybe you've come in and you face tension in your life like you've never experienced, and you're not sure why. It could be tension in your finances, tension in your marriage, tension in your home, tension in your soul. But maybe just like that arrow, it's a pullback season, but you're just moments away from God launching you, moments away from God sending you, moments away from what you've been praying for. Do not give up. Don't stop don't give up, keep going because sometimes uh, we might be closer to things than we think and we don't know God's overall plan. And so faith still believes even when the promise of God seems a long way off. The second principle of faith, uh, faith begins with one courageous step. Faith begins with a courageous step. Here you have Peter, he's in the comfort of the boat, he's sitting with the disciples, he's there, Jesus has come out onto the water and Peter takes a courageous step. He steps into something that is impossible. He steps into something that's never happened. He takes a courageous step out of the boat. And faith always requires us to take action. Faith always causes us to take a courageous step. Faith causes us to stand up when everyone else sits down. Faith causes us to step out when everyone else steps back. Faith causes us to stand on the promises of God, even when there's problems going on all around us. Faith causes us action. Faith always begins with a step.
1: That's so good. Courage. The word courage is the quality of mind or spirit that a person um, to face difficulty, danger, or pain. And sometimes when I think of um, a courageous step, it can feel overwhelming or intimidating. And sometimes I think God is just saying, take the next step. Yeah, the and sometimes next. the good. next step or the next best step, you're not sure what to do. Well, maybe it's getting out of bed today. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's determining, okay, God, um, yeah. whatever you've spoken to me, I'm gonna make that phone call. Yeah. And see, the faith step didn't occur for Peter mm-hmm. when Jesus spoke. It's when he, that, t- he responded and mm-hmm. he took a step out of the boat is mm-hmm. when his faith increased. Mm-hmm.
0: It's really, really good. Uh, in 2000. 2000- 19, 2019, uh, I felt uh, God kind of nudged me to go get my real estate license. And uh, I say nudge because it wasn't an audible voice. It wasn't a go get it. You know what I mean? It was just kind of like just a nudge. And at the time, I had no idea why. Now, uh, I've always loved real estate. I've always kind of had an affinity for it. I've enjoyed it, but I didn't know why I was getting it. In fact, I told many of my friends, I don't know why. So I just kind of had it sit for a couple months. Well, uh, some time went by, did a couple real estate transactions, then I did a couple more, and then it all kind of came together. But looking back now, I realized God knew in 2019 we 'd be launching a church in 2021. I did not. And God was uh, uh, nudging me that way because that 's one way He would help provide for our family in in the midst of this launch. And I say this to you because faith only makes sense in reverse. Faith only makes sense in reverse. In the moment, you'll have no idea why God's saying, do this, do that. Go there, go here. Uh, Say this, don't say that. You'll have no idea why. But faith only makes sense in reverse. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, uh, when God gives us that nudge, will we respond in faith or will we, you know, use logic or intellect? I tend to be like that to talk myself out of it. Or will we just respond in faith uh, to what God is saying and where God is leading
1: I love this quote up on the screen here. Martin Luther King says, faith is taking the first step when you can't see the entire staircase. Mm -hmm. Faith is taking the first step when you can't see the entire staircase. And our third principle of faith faith is when you step out in faith, you will be tested.
0: Absolutely, every time.
1: Every time. (laughs) Every time. And when Matt was talking about 2019, um, it was definitely a year of preparation for us. Mm -hmm. I, I look back in that year Seeing faith in reverse, um, that whole year God began to wake me up in the night, and for a year. And at first, it was like just a sleepless night, restless. And then I'm like, "Oh, maybe God wants me to pray." Well, He began to ask me a question: "Will you say yes to me?" And of course, I was like, "Yes, I will." We can. And I thought it was like, "Oh, He's going to ask me to pray for someone at the grocery store, <laughs> kind of step out of my comfort zone." Well, it kept going on, and I, a year, and I was getting frustrated. Like, God, I, I, what are you trying to say? I, I've said, yes, I will. And um, 2020 came, 2021 came, and obviously um, we launched a church. And um, in 2020, God asked me to do five different things. I'm not going to get into them all today, but share a couple. But the fifth was launching a church. Mm-hmm. And the five things um, led up to that moment of yes, I will in our life. And one of the first one was um, the pandemic had just started. Yep. And all over the yep. news said, don't go, don't ever go to the emergency. It's the most dangerous place. And I was having an appendicitis. And um, I was sick. And I had to go. And Matt drove me to the ER. And I was afraid and crying. They wouldn't
0: let me in. Right. You had to go on your own.
1: To drop me off at the door. Yep. And so I'm waiting at the door, bawling. And there's lines of people in front of me waiting to get in. And I felt like Jesus at that moment took my hand and said, do you remember? And I, and I said it at that moment, I said, yes, I will. Yes, I will. And I thought at that moment, oh, this is what God was preparing me for, <laughs> this moment. So I go in, you know, I had surgery, um, stayed overnight in the hospital. I was texting Matt, like, okay, the doctor said this. Is it, what do I do? And he's like, well, you're going into the OR. You just close your eyes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so but that moment where the Holy Spirit came on me and said, yes, I will. Well, there were five total things that year, and each one I thought, oh, well, this is it. Well, the fifth was um, CFA. Yeah. And I, if you would have asked us at the beginning of 2020 um, that we were going to launch a church, I, even though that promise was inside our heart, yeah. it, it had been a far way off, yeah. that yeah. promise. And through the pandemic, got that bra- God brought that back. And I think about the story of David and Goliath. And if you grew up in the church, we all know that David um, fought, fought Goliath and he overcame. But before he fought Goliath, he overcame the lion. And then he overcame the bear. And then he overcame Goliath. And sometimes in our life, when we think that what we're doing might seem meaningless or we're to, this step of faith, is it possible that God is doing something bigger in your life that he just hasn't revealed yet? And so today, we're, our prayer is that you will discover and rediscover what God has called you to do. Yeah,
0: he was preparing us that entire time. Man. Uh, you know, I think sometimes this idea floats around in our minds sometimes uh, that if we're being tested, if we're being opposed, maybe it's because we're doing something wrong. But I propose to you maybe it's because we're doing something right.
1: Amen. Yeah,
0: I think sometimes we're attacked. Sometimes uh, we face opposition. Sometimes we're being attested, not because we're doing something wrong, but because we're doing something right. And God is yeah, with us right. uh, through it all. Uh, James 1, 2 through 4. James, the half-brother of Jesus, writes these words. Uh, he, he says, consider it pure joy. We're trying. <laughs> Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. That's a tough one. Whenever. Someone say whenever. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, that perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Now, uh, I want us to see one word in this. It's whenever. Notice James doesn't say, count it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, if ever <laughs> you face various trials. He says, count it pure joy whenever you face various trials. Why? Because we will all face trials. We will all face tests. We will all face opposition uh, in our lives. And I think sometimes we forget that. uh, But in the midst of it, uh, we have to believe that God's working something in us. He's developing right. yeah. something. As you mentioned, he's, he's increasing our faith. He's developing our perseverance for the next step, the next thing, and the next moment. And so may, maybe you find yourself uh, being tested and in, in opposition and, and being attacked today, but don't give up. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is, never downgrade your dream based off your reality. Only upgrade your faith to match your destiny. Never downgrade your dream to match your reality, your today." Only upgrade your faith to match your destiny, your tomorrow. And in the midst of today's trials, don't give up because God has something great on the other side. He does. Uh, get to the
1: Fourth
0: final. final. Yeah, we, we got to wrap this thing up. There's, there's tacos. You're not going to
1: add like five, I eat a six, taco. Seven, eight, are you? No. Okay, no. four. Kim there's
0: says I'm long-winded. <laughs> she says I can make a short story long.
1: I like I like your story. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna, I want to grow old with those stories. All
0: right. Stories. Well, okay. <laughs> if, I, if I don't finish this, we might grow old in the midst of this. So
1: let's, okay, principle. Uh, all
0: right. Faith principle all right. four. Four. The, Bring the, it the, in. The fourth faith principle. Uh, the, the final one is this. Uh, faith fixes its eyes on Jesus, not the circumstances around. Uh, faith fixes its eyes on Jesus, not the circumstances around. Peter steps out of the boat. He takes a courageous step. He steps out. And uh, he, he literally walks on water. He experiences this impossible feat. Now, I don't know what Peter did, but if I were Peter, I'd be like throwing up deuces at the disciples. Like, yeah. Be like, give me an Instagram picture. You know what I mean? <laughs> something like that. I don't think they had Instagram back then. But, uh, but I, I would just be kind of living it up because he, he's doing something that's never happened. Well, uh, after a while, I believe Peter begins to recognize the magnitude of the situation. He is walking on water. And scripture says, instead of kind of looking towards Jesus and walking towards him, he notices the wind and the waves, the circumstances and the situations, and he begins to sink. And Jesus is there to reach out a hand, pick him back up, because that's what Jesus does when we sink. Yeah. Yeah. But I want us to notice something. Faith fixes its eyes on Jesus, not the circumstances, not the situation. We don't deny those. We have to accept those. We, we have to say, this is going on. I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not weird like that. But, but we fix our eyes on Jesus, right. that in the midst of the circumstances and the situation, we fix our eyes on what Jesus said. We fix our eyes on him and who he is, his glory, his splendor. Um, how many of you have ever played baseball or softball? Anyone? Baseball, softballers? Uh, kind of the first thing you learn about hitting, hitting 101 is keep your eye on the ball. We all can answer that because it's what we learned. Keep your eye on the ball. I believe the same is true in faith, in the midst of the wind and the waves. And the circumstances and the situation, we fix our eyes on
1: Jesus. I love this fourth principle because all of these points, these four points are very sequential. God gives a promise. Um, there's, there's a test, there's, or there's a step, then there's a test. And then the practicality of, okay, we've said we're going to go and now it's time to, okay, God, how do we, how, the question I've been asking this week is how do we remain in a posture of faith? In the midst of distractions and circumstances. And it's getting it's getting in the word of God, it's getting in a community group, it's surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded. And in Romans 10:17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And see, Peter started to sink, but right when he did, Jesus looked at him and reached his hand out. And sometimes I think with our faith journey, we find ourselves and we say yes, and sometimes we're back in the boat, we're out, but Jesus is with us every step of the way. And Hebrews um, in, excuse me, 2 Corinthians 1.20, it says, for all the promises of God are yes and amen. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and powerful. And there's there's a um, dead faith versus living faith. Dead faith is when you have a belief in God, but you don't obey his commandments. And living faith is when you allow God and the Holy Spirit to inspire you to change. And we are believing that God is gonna produce living faith inside of each one of us, that's gonna rise up today, that as you remember and you look back and, or God restarts that new thing inside of you, that he's gonna do something new in you today.
0: Agreed. I'm gonna to close with this last thing. Uh, I think sometimes if we're not careful, uh, we can pit fact against faith and we can see these things as mutually exclusive. They're not always. In fact, I propose to you, we have to acknowledge fact before we can activate faith. Uh, How can God solve a problem we don't admit we have? Uh, In fact, if you go back, I think I could even show this scripturally. When we came to Jesus, when we gave our lives to Jesus, what was the first things we had to do? Confess we are a sinner. That's a fact. But when we confess that fact, what happens? Faith is activated. Grace comes in. Forgiveness happens. And we now have relationship with Jesus. And we have to acknowledge facts, I believe, in order for faith to be activated in our lives. But I think the question we have to ask ourselves, every single one of us, each and every day, we have to ask ourselves, will we have faith in the facts or will we have faith in the truth of the word of God? Maybe you walked in today and you're facing something impossible. It's impossible for you. That's a fact. That is a fact. But scripture tells us nothing is impossible for God. Yeah, that's right. And we need to ask ourselves, will we have faith in the facts or we have, we have faith in the truth of the word of God. And I propose yeah. to you how we answer that question will make the biggest difference on where we end up in life and where we end up on this faith journey. Amen? Yeah. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Stand pray. with us. Yeah. If
0: you would stand up with us. We want to pray uh, over you, and then we're just going to close uh, with a worship song. We're believing even year two is just going to be a year that we experience some amazing things that we see the impossible yeah. happen. We're believing that God's going to inspire a dream in you, a vision in you, uh, that maybe you're facing something impossible today, and maybe he'll inspire your faith and increase it. We're believing that.
1: As we worship today, this song, Yes, I Will, this is the song, the worship song that carried me through all of 2020. And it says "Is yes, I will lift you high in the lowest valley. I will bless your name. I will sing for joy when my heart is heavy. For all my days, I count on one thing, that the same God that never fails And God never fails each and every one of you. And today we want to encourage you as we pray for you and and our service here that you would surrender. You would surrender and say, God, yes, I will, no matter the cost.
0: Can we pray for a moment and then we're just going to worship. Jesus, we just pray uh, that you would move in our lives, move in this place. We thank you so much for year one. Lord, we're here only because of you. It's not by might. It's not by power, but it's by the spirit. Lord, it's been your grace, it's been your favor, it's been your mercy, and Lord, we're thankful. I'm thankful for every person here, every family here. Thank you for making CFA the community it is. Thank you, Lord, that it's a community that loves, it's a community filled with grace, it's a community filled with mercy. And Lord, I pray for every person right now. If you're facing something impossible, just lift up your hand. Lord, I just pray that you would move in the lives of people facing impossible situations, that you would increase our faith, that you would cause us to believe. And we just pray, God, that you would move And we believe the best is yet to come.